welcome to FreedomCast, a podcast dedicated to interviewing star icons and entrepreneurs who have encouraged others to become more healthy and active. My name is Ashton, and it's my pleasure to host you as we take another trip through the fitness industry. It's entertaining and informative, and I hope it makes fitness more exciting and special to you in your own fitness journey. FreedomCast is supported by Freedom Fitness Equipment in Charlotte, North Carolina. Freedom Fitness Equipment serves the health and fitness community nationwide, from free weights and strength equipment for home gyms and studios, to cardio and conditioning equipment for commercial spaces. Check them out at freedomfitnessequipment.com. Let's get rolling with today's show. Jake from Garage Gym Experiment. Uh, I was actually informed by Joe from Great Matter Lifting that you're one of the OG accounts. So it's not Garage Gym Reviews. It's actually Garage Gym Experiment was one of the first um, home gym accounts that was ever created. So kudos to you, man. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I Well, when I, when I started, I, I wasn't the first, but there okay. were a few others, but nobody was really big yet. Nice. Nice. Um, well, thanks for, thanks for hopping on here. Um, I did want to ask you about your background and what even got you started with Garage Gym Experiment and how it's grown from there. But uh, uh, just from a personal perspective, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and your, and your background. Uh, yeah. So, um, I mean, I can, I can start with uh, the Garage Gym Experiment story and just how I started sure. uh, with the home gym. So, um, I would say it was about five, six years ago. I, um, I started a little home gym within the front room of our house. Um, there was very little, very little. Um, and it ultimately grew, but, um, how it, when it started to become very serious was I have a six year, she's about to be a six year old daughter. Nice. Um, so once we had the kid, it was kind of, I was going into work every day, um, and it just felt a little weird to go into the gym before going to work hmm. and not getting home until six o'clock in the evening. And that would be the first time I'd see my daughter all day. Yeah. So it was a lot of guilt. So started started slowly but surely. Um, I put some stuff in the garage um, and just started building from there. Um, and then... Uh, kind of like going on to the business side of it. Um, I, I saw this as like something that was really having a, a, a huge impact on my life. Yeah, so awesome. like I was able to save a ton of time. I was, I was, I was a, your typical LA fitness gym goer. Um, <laughs> but I would, I would spend at least 15 minutes getting to the gym, um, 15 minutes coming home. Um, like I said, on the weekdays, it was, um, before work. Mm -hmm. And so it, it just took a ton of time. Um, and it ultimately slowly, but surely became the only place that I worked out because it, cause I wanted more time back. Yeah. Um, and then from the business side of it, I, I really just, I, I saw the impact it was having on my life, saw that there wasn't much out there. And then I started a basic blog and Instagram account. Um, if you look back five, I think it was a little over four, about four and a half years ago or so mm -hmm. I started. Um, it was like, I just, it was pretty rough looking. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's sort of kind of evolved to what it is today. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. So, but before, before um, be, I, I was able to make this my full-time job earlier this year in April, but before that, I worked in marketing analytics um, and uh, on the consumer and then biz to business to business side. So okay. I kind of took a, a marketing approach to, I had the experience in marketing and was able to turn it into something. That would explain the number of surveys. So now that makes total sense. <laughs> You're yes. the analytics guy. Um, are you, you by, are you, so for those of you who don't know, Jake puts out a lot of surveys on his page on Instagram, a lot of polling data, and then produces that polling data for people to look at as, as far as the results. It sounds, uh, if I were to guess uh, with your background, then you would be using that and maybe selling that information to some other organizations are using that information with other organizations to make better business deals, but how are you using some of that uh, information to uh, either increase your reach or uh, are you working with sponsors with that as well? No, um, okay. pretty, pretty simply, I am just gathering the data via 
Instagram stories, putting it onto Google Sheets, and then blasting it out to the blog. So oh, nice. there have there have basic there have been a few companies that reached out and say we love this, we read it every week. Wow. Um, but I'm not. It's it's more of a it's more of a free thing that I do. People enjoyed it. People enjoy it. Um, it brings people to the website. It's, it's, it's more of just something that I, I like to do. Um, and it's just, it started off as kind of just a random, when I started it, it was just like, I want to know these things. I want to know a few questions. I blasted it out, um, on a Sunday evening or something like that. <laughs> and, um, and I did it one week and I was like, I want to do it again. And it just kind of steadily progressed and progressed and progressed and uh, people love it. And it's, 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 it's uh, come to come to be the, probably the, the thing that most people think of when they think of garage gym experiment. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love seeing those, the survey results too. Being in the used gym equipment space, it actually kind of helps me depending on the, what the market's doing to, I kind of look at your results. Sometimes I'm like, oh man, we should stock more of this. <laughs> so it's kind of nice. Um, mm -hmm. from, uh, and then from, from the, the, uh, making this a full-time. So how are you managing, uh, an income, uh, with garage gym experiment? Because again, a lot of people may not understand, like you can, I mean, you can make a significant amount of income just through blogging and that kind of stuff, but I'm sure you've got other activities going on. Well, it's, it's pretty much through, um, reviews and affiliate links on the website. That's the pretty simple that's that's where the income is coming from okay. um and with covid um with covid happening um everyone was buying stuff so it, it pretty much just a lot more people coming to the website a lot more instagram followers um so yeah gotcha gotcha um when you were uh, before all of this so what's your what's your training background from a lifting perspective did you uh, were you doing powerlifting or just general weight training, or did you have any specific kind of thing you were into before getting into this? Yeah, nothing really specific. I grew up playing um, sports, basketball, football, baseball, and uh, I played a little bit of D3 football. Um, so um, after that, uh, it's kind of just progressed. I haven't really followed, or it's kind of stayed relatively the same. I'll um, the workouts are kind of based off of just my, what I, what I enjoy to do, which is weight training. And I do like to run, um, occasionally I'll get in some, some, a mood or so every year or two and take it a little bit seriously. Um, but I'm, I'm a bigger guy, so nothing to like, no times to really brag about, but, uh, more of an all around, all around. Yeah. Okay. Just, it's just, to me, it is more of just, uh, it's my fuel for the day. If I don't get a workout in, I'm cranky and um, sluggish and less productive. So that's, and I just, I just like to keep it, keep doing what I enjoy to do rather than following a specific programming usually. Sure. Well, and I'm sure that helps with the review side because I know for some people who are in this space, you get a certain piece of equipment and it doesn't fit your training style. And so that's really hampers your, whatever program you're on at the time. I'm sure for you, that's makes it a little bit simpler because you can kind of train with that particular piece and try it out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on the review side, I am curious, um, what's your time frame for getting and reviewing equipment normally, or what's your process for that? Um, it just depends. Um, I, it, it's, it just depends on when I feel comfortable doing it. Um, honestly, I have such a big backlog of reviews to do that it's more of like use it sparingly for a certain amount of time and then when it comes to that review um use it uh for a week or so and then get the review out there's no like rule um i, I kind of just kind of use common sense by product um i don't think each product needs a year for a review um if you followed my reviews I, I do a wide variety of stuff all the way from little storage objects to power racks. So it just kind of depends on the item. Um, don't you, I don't really like to get a product and have a review out within the next week. Um, okay. but yeah, I don't think I've ever done that, but, um, yes, it, it, it just, it just varies. Gotcha. Gotcha. 
Um, anything, um, so you said you have a backlog of stuff. So uh, with the review space, I am curious if um, somebody mentioned before, they don't have release dates for reviews, which is really curious to me. So if they're pushing out a new product, it's not like they're saying, oh, hold reviews until X date. Um, have you ever had anybody come to you and said, oh, you can only, you can only review this and we'd prefer you to also drop it on a specific time frame, or they, is it just a bunch of people sending you stuff and like, Hey, if you can review this, this would be awesome. Yeah. Well, first of all, I don't get that much stuff sent to me. Oh, okay. Um, okay. It's, I mean, I do, but it's not like every day something coming in. It's usually, it, I usually look at it as I try and get the stuff that, uh, your typical home gym owner would be interested in, or just the typical garage gym experiment follower would be. Um, so I usually, I usually stick to um, companies or usually stick with products that I think people would be interested in. I don't seek out random, I don't have time to do that either. So it's just, you know, it's, it's uh, the reviews take a while. I don't have time to spend 20 hours on a product that is not going to, actually help people it's it's just more of something to read you know so um i forget your original question but does that is that kind of kind go? of yeah yeah so um are, i was curious like people are uh, have you ever have you ever had a i'll just ask this have you ever had a company that said you need to drop this review on a certain date oh, right or right. are they just I drop it like, whenever like twice <laughs> okay um, you there haven't really been a ton of companies that were ever just like, um, we need you to do this specific thing. Okay. And if, if they were, you, I would just tell them that he, this is what we're looking at. Try and be upfront. Right. Um, but most of them are, are simply like, um, we just want you to test it out. Um, see, let us know what you think. Most of them are pretty reasonable okay. um, and are also usually interested in the feedback um, as well from just like someone who touches a lot of products and yeah. has a good understanding of who their audience is, is going to, is probably. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, when you were first starting out, how did that work as far as acquiring product? I, I, I'm making a few assumptions here. Uh, my, I, I would assume that when you're just starting out, you're having to buy them as opposed to going out to those companies, but are you, were you also, uh, were you purchasing those items independently and also reaching out to companies to see if they could send you things or how did that work when you were first getting started? Yeah, when I was first getting started, I wasn't necessarily reviews focused at all. It was more of like uh, um, community building, general tips. Um, but like as I as I kind of grew and progressed, it was pretty obvious like that's what people wanted mm -hmm. um people wanted reviews or at least like to talk about equipment like people really like the equipment so mm -hmm. it's kind of evolved to how it is today um but when i first yeah when i first started there's there's no people just sending you free stuff uh, yeah i always say i didn't if we want to talk money i didn't make any money for four years oh um, wow so i did you know kind of I didn't even really know what affiliate marketing was when I, when I started. So, um, so yeah, it, 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 it started off as just Instagram blog, talk about pros and cons of the gym and, you know, just help, help build the community. Um, I think, um, I, I was maybe grew to a couple thousand and I think one of the first reviews I ever did was like the kettle grip. So like I did the kettle grip and it started off with a number of like really small items mm -hmm. um, and things that I could afford. Um, didn't really have a ton of extra money at the time. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, it started off very, very basic. I think uh, it was also a good time to just get better at it um, yep. with a smaller audience. You, don't really have to worry about um, people nitpicking your reviews or telling you how stupid that product is. So, so it, it, it just comes with the territory. Sure. Uh, on that note, have you ever come across a product that you thought this, 
this is probably the most useless piece of equipment I'll ever see and uh, hasn't been used again or has kind of been trashed by the community? Oh, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> typically, if I, if I find, if I get something that is just not beneficial, like I said earlier, I just, I just won't spend the time um, to promote it or write a review. Or if I do write a review, um, I try and I try and really emphasize who it would be for. So okay. there are a lot of really niche products that like I might I might promote, and it's really for like five percent of the audience. So the other 95% are like, this is pointless. And there are a few people who say this is the dumbest thing I'll ever see. <laughs> but like, if a product really gets to market, um, it's likely that at least the, like, they have enough interest mm -hmm. from at least a small group. So try not to like bash too many products unless the quality is just really terrible. Sure. Okay, I'm going to stir the pot a little bit here. I want your opinion on Titan Fitness because I know they've come a long way from where they were as far as quality control. I currently have an X3 rack, so I'm extremely biased in that regard. But I know back in the day, people like Alan Thrall were absolutely destroying them. But what's your, uh, what's your current opinion of that organization? I, I've heard mixed things, especially as far as their involvement with the home gym community. But I, I don't know. I, I, I'm curious from your, about your perspective now on them. Yeah, Titan. Um, so I I didn't get in, I didn't own or or check out really much Titan until the last year or two. Okay. Um, and everything I have never had an issue with Titan. Um, yeah. The products um, they all they're all kind of what they are. Their budget, price, um, the quality is average. Um, but for most people, it gets the job done. And I've had a lot of conversations with people, a lot of conversations with people who um, are just like your, your typical person trying to build out a home gym one step at a time. And it's either they're going to buy tight, they're, they're going to buy this product from Titan, or they're not going to buy anything at all, because it's just out of their price range. Yeah. So like, I think, while I think there are like, when it comes down to it, better long-term products. Most of the products long-term are better um, from a lot of the other companies, even some other import companies. Um, there's definitely a place for, for Titan who, um, who they have the free shipping and they have a lot of products that many don't offer, like uh, a plate loaded lap pull down mm -hmm. or uh, a hack leg press for $700. Um, so I think like the variety of equipment that they offer with the um, overall price is solid. Um, I'm like, and this is, this is not taking into any of the like kind of dramatic stuff that people say about them um, <laughs> in terms of copying other products. So like, you just have to take into account, but when it comes down to like, that viewpoint it's like either i buy there's a lot of people are like i'm gonna buy from titan or i'm not going to get anything because i just can't get that right now so they'll choose to buy from titan um so i think they have their place i don't think i wouldn't recommend somebody who wants to have a home gym for 20 years to buy only titan mm -hmm. um but i think i think may i think uh a lot of people will will buy their rogue and their rogue or rep racks and bars and then like the accessories as you're buying one step at a time after it's it's fine for most to get tightened so yeah. and again i i i am biased because i didn't have any tightened products when they like you said like alan thrall and other people were complaining about the the overall quality i think it, a lot of it has uh improved they must have improved tremendously because um, I have a, a few good bars too from them too. So, oh, nice. Yeah, I know their bar quality could probably improve because uh, I've I got some of their scratch and dent stuff. And uh, but the I just found I can't find issues with their X3 racks or any of the attachments I've gotten for the X3 um, rack, the rack itself, including the extension. And so, 
Um, yeah, like you, I never saw problems with the product, but I'm that's this is years and years after those yeah. initial complaints. I think they've unfortunately as a brand, they haven't worked on I'm curious about your perspective on this. They haven't really worked on improving their <laughs> uh stance with particularly the home gym community. They've just here we are, this is our product, and if you don't like it, screw you. Uh, not not really, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's, that's, that's very true. They, their uh, marketing is pretty, pretty standard. There's no, they're not really, I mean, if you, it's a lot of stock photos and yeah, this is our, yeah. 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 There's definitely, they have a huge potential to, to change that up and I know. more personal. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm with you on that. I, I just want to get a hold of the owner and go, you don't understand what you're missing out on. <laughs> There's just so much, uh, so much they could do with that. Anyway, I'll move off of them. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to cause stir anything up, but, um, so, uh, so I know you've gotten a chance to interact with uh, a couple of the other garage gym. Um, and are you, are you, did I, did you, I think Joe mentioned, are you part of the council for the garage gym competition or I'm sorry, I may, I maybe have misspoken there. Yeah, I am. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. How has that been so far? It's, it's been cool. Um, it's, it's, uh, I want to say this is the third year I've, I've helped, um, kind of on the back end of stuff, just adding in opinions here and there. There's, um, Joe's done a really good job of growing it. Mm -hmm. Um, and the, the council members that he gets each year, um, are usually really involved or really passionate about growing it. Um, it was a good idea to begin with. Um, and yeah, I, I don't see it slowing down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, oh, have you, have you personally participated in the, like the powerlifting portion or just no. more is the, okay, got it. <laughs> no, I gotcha. Um, Awesome. Is any, is any, I, 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 is anybody in your family involved with, or enjoys training as much as you do these days, or are they just kind of, Oh, that's his thing. We'll let him kind of play in, a, in his home gym. <laughs> no, my, my wife is, uh, loves her CrossFit gym. So awesome. she loves CrossFit goes just had her, had a baby. So she's like dying to get back. But yeah, she, I mean, she's the type of person that loves the community aspects of it and mm -hmm. like being around people every day yeah. um it's a good group of people she has so i mean i i'm i have nothing against other gyms but uh i'm not i'm not alone so it kind of helps it kind of helps me not feel bad about taking the time to work out and and do my own side it was a side hustle for years but mm -hmm. you know takes a lot of the guilt away. Yeah. I hear you. Um, you mentioned earlier that you were an analytics guy. So I'm curious if what kind of trends you've been seeing lately, uh, with either the home gym community or strength sports in general, if you noticed anything. Yeah, I think, um, I think in terms of like home gyms, um, just kind of based off of like my gut, mm -hmm. Um, I would say when I started, I, I, I kind of saw like, I saw this as a big benefit and I saw it steadily grow like over the four years prior to COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was always really confident and like, like, I'm glad I chose this, um, to like spend my time doing this. Cause I do think it was going to, I did think it was going to continue to grow. And I think with COVID it like skyrocketed at like 10 years like yeah. I, I think it was always the home gym the benefits of the home gym would eventually pass on and people would realize them but i think it skyrocketed about like 10 years um so quite a bit more people have home gyms um i think the interest is i think the buying equipment has slowed a little bit mm -hmm. but i think people's interest is are uh, still really high it's still like a wish list for a lot of people. Like people are still just like, they want it really bad the, to have a home gym. So I would say like, this is, it's, this isn't like a, this is a trend that's going to continue. Mm -hmm. 
um, in terms of sport. Um, so like with this, with the surveys, one thing I really try and like emphasize is like the people that are following, like the, what I really want to emphasize with the surveys is the people that are following Grajim experiment and also taking the time to answer the surveys are kind of the more like the, the most interested group. It's not necessarily a, a, uh, what the norms of society it's They're like self-selecting the, yeah it is self-selecting um but like so like within this group um i definitely see powerlifting as like a on the rise okay. crossfit crossfit seems like it's going down a little bit um i still think most people identify with nothing though like they don't they don't like i the average person doesn't identify with a sport okay. they just train interesting and I'll, I'll have to do a, a survey another survey on that but and i plan on it i actually plan on doing it soon because we recently asked um what sport you're most interested in and, and powerlifting was number one bodybuilding two crossfit three all those were relatively close though okay so and then I think I had strongman and then another survey weightlifting, both were quite a distant fourth. But I, I want to know from somebody <clears throat> who's seen the numbers, what the percentages have been, uh, on, on the trend about, about strongman. Cause my intuition was that it's getting bigger, but it's still getting bigger. Um, so I've, I've done the survey, the, the same survey. I want to say for the last like year or maybe nine months or so. Okay. And you can kind of see the trend and um, in general, not like massive amounts of movement. Okay. I mean, you go strongman from six to 8% or something like that. Um, so I think those types of trends take years to develop. Um, but I, I personally haven't seen much more much more strong man okay yeah it's not like that's not like it's not like a highlight i i noticed much sure sure yeah i i the only reason i mentioned that is uh particularly during um so the i follow barbell medicine a good bit and their um health aspects link with the the power lifting and lifting and training so they're kind of combining those two things together and one of the things that uh, Alan Thrall did for them because he was on their staff was create an entire strongman program because that was those implements were readily available during the pandemic rocks you can pick up sandbags that kind of stuff so i was curious if that had impacted in any way during the pandemic and then suddenly taken it sounds like it's just kind of been a net meh for most people so yeah yeah Okay. Um, and so, uh, so home gyms definitely taking off, um, anything in the, uh, I'm always, I'm a nerd about equipment. I'm sure you are too. So anything in the equipment space that you've seen as a trend away from or towards say the past couple, three years. Um, I mean, I think, I think, um, like when I when I um, first started five years ago or so, um, the the like a lot of people are moving towards racks with like the three by three posts. I think that like almost like three out of four have uh, of the survey respondents have a rack like that. Wow. Um, I think. Um, let's see. I think the big thing is that every, everyone, a lot of people have racks, barbells and plates. And then after that, you usually, you typically have room for like some dumbbells and kettlebells. I don't think I would say most people don't have any other specialty equipment. Like when, when it comes down to everybody, maybe most of the people that you see featured on Instagram do <laughs> they have the loaded gyms. But I think when it comes down to it, most people are working on with like, you know, four, four stall mats, um, 
still trying to park their car in the garage, um, limited ceilings. Mm -hmm. Um, so I mean, I haven't really noticed a, a ton of like individual pieces really rising other than like more people are adding the basics. Okay. Okay. I, I am. I, what, what about you? Have you seen anything? The anything? big thing for me has been wall mounted racks. I've gotten more questions and, and requests for wall mounted racks. And I'm not talking about PRX because I found out that they have to have a hundred and something ceiling height to put that up against the wall with hydraulics. But the fold away racks that Rogue is making, Rep Fitness is making, and most other manufacturers are, are doing, which is putting to the side. Yeah. Demand has spiked for that. There's a local guy here who makes his own line of strength equipment and runs a massive national um, and international um, equipment business. And his, he started producing those and done very well. So um, we want to get those in at some point. But um, the, the thing that really puzzled me is, like you mentioned, especially with the home gym, I haven't seen a, 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 a big explosion in uh, like, cause uh, what a home, uh, most garages are only what eight foot high on average. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen it. So uh, it's a 96 inches. So I haven't seen an explosion in the number of 80 and 90 inch rack options. It's uh, a lot of them are still at the hunt, like 90 plus and a hundred plus rack height, which is super bizarre for me. I get when you're trying to outfit a personal training facility and all that, but that's, that's been really puzzling. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I actually have averages on ceiling heights. Okay. So about, about a quarter have 10 feet. Okay. Eight, nine feet, 28%. A third have eight feet and then 14% are seven feet. So there's still quite a bit. There's still about half that have nine feet or above. Interesting. But yeah, yeah. you really need to look at sales numbers um, from a lot of probably a few different companies to, to figure out what's what, uh, what height racks people are getting. It doesn't sound like PRX is having too much many issues selling their racks so that is true yeah well especially because now they came out with the adjustable the adjustable bench was um which was sorely needed so i'm sure they're going to see an even bigger spike going forward um yeah that that's that whole system was genius um because they started producing that i know they had been around for a little while but um did they start producing that particular rack right about the same time that the pandemic hit or had that been around for a couple of years i can't recall the fold up yeah oh many years probably okay. six seven years of, off the top of my head if not okay. more yeah gotcha. it just got super popular yeah nice nice um well, that's awesome what's uh what's been your favorite um piece of equipment to work out with in your home gym um i would say that answer is always changing okay um i mean i really like I currently really like the skier. Oh, okay. Um, skier, echo bike. Um, once you start using specialty bars, it's it's hard to use other bars. So <laughs> I like I like the Mars bar, the transformer bar. Yeah. Um, Cadillac bar. Cadillac so, bar. Oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> yeah, those those are kind. Of, I would say off the top of my head, those are my favorite things. A little mix of barbells and the cardio equipment. Sure. Just on that, staying on that topic, uh, have you found that the camera angles of the Cadillac bar, as opposed to say, I don't know if you have a, ch have a ch chance to check out like the American camber bar by elite FTS, or even the bells of steel one that they came out with. Have you noticed a significant engineering difference in how comfortable it is compared to those other um, on the market? I would say it's a little bit more comfortable. Um, but the, like the price difference is not, does, isn't better than the, the, the advantages you get from that. Like, for example, I, I, I've had it next to the Titan camber bar and like the Titan camber bar, I think is like 180 bucks compared to over 500. And if you, if you rate the Cadillac bar, uh, a 9.5, the, the Titan bar is, at uh, 7.9 mm -hmm. so like 
not bad, not bad considering the price difference. So like, if you have the money, go for something like the Cadillac bar, but if not, if you don't want to wait, you don't want to wait for the, if you don't need to save for it and want, are able to get the Titan, grab it, you know, yep. depending on your values, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, what do you do with all of the, <laughs> you can, I, do you just keep accumulating more and more equipment or what happens with the equipment that you can't fit in the space? Do you have storage units or how's that, how's that working now? Yeah. I mean, my, my three car garage is pretty packed. Um, it's definitely not like ideal. <laughs> and um, if, it, if you, if it's, if you don't rack your equipment, it looks like everything. It, like it's the biggest mess. It's, it's just hard for the whole family to maneuver. It's definitely not ideal. I've got stuff in the basement um, and we have a little storage in the basement. So like it's, it's getting to, it's getting to the breaking point where I need to figure out a plan. Mm. Um, I probably should have already had a plan, but um, it's just kind of accumulated and yeah. <laughs> Are it's you, a, it's a, a fortunate problem to have. Oh yeah, for sure. Are you planning on, or would you ever plan on doing giveaways or that kind of thing? Or are there restrictions with the types of equipment that you, I don't know if what the balance is between, um, like you acquiring it yourself and you being sent stuff or are, are there any restrictions on, Oh, you can't give this away or can't do, you know, some sort of promotional thing. No, I've never really signed anything like that. Okay. Um, I don't know if I did, I would reach out to the company, um, to see, but like, I like to have, I it's, I know a few people have said this before, but it's kind of just nice to have to compare to new stuff that comes in. And, um, if eventually if, if, if I wanted to, I, I could sell it. I don't know. It's okay. if it ever became a sell it to people in the area for a very, cost-friendly price you know like do some i feel like it'd be it would do more good in someone else's hands than just continue to take up space so yep but like yeah in in general i have a a a lot of barbells okay Um, i don't know probably close to 40 and most of them are very similar (laughs) you know they're all kind of different brands but very similar so to be honest there's no real point in keeping all of them so we'll sure. see sure have you ever thought about even opening up a personal training facility i don't know what your background is from that perspective but uh opening up a personal training facility or a gym just with <laughs> with the excess equipment yeah i have thought about opening up something some sort of complementary business yeah okay okay yeah, that would be, I, I just can't imagine because you, you basically be able to outfit it with the best of the best, I, I, I would think, you know, with all the stuff that you're acquiring. <laughs> yeah, and it would help rotate stuff in and out. Yeah. Like I said, it's kind of a backlog right now. Yeah, well, and you're an analytics guy, so I imagine um, with the people that are training in there, you get even more feedback with all of the, like you could do your own review and then, you know, get it out to Gen Pop and see. Yeah, I'm sorry. Excuse oh, yeah. me for one second. I just had a uh, shipper drop by. I apologize. Give me one minute. You're fine. Sorry about that. Our pickup schedule is kind of off and weird like that. Sorry, go ahead. You were saying something, I think. All good. Um, what was I saying? Um, Talking about opening a gym and. Oh yeah, like yeah, like I said, it would be it would be complimentary. Um, try and figure out a way to either utilize it as a an office or. Um, yeah, like you said, get more, get more eyes on products. Um, I know the Massonomics gym has a nice like niche, um, setup where everyone kind of pitches in and they all benefit. So something, something along those lines would be ideal. 
that would be fun. Um, have the community get involved with setting up the entire place. Yeah. Um, yeah. You could almost have your own. I'm, I'm almost comparing it to, uh, like the, uh, based on your background, uh, the consumer reports lab, yeah. uh, you could almost turn it into something like that with people. <laughs> yeah. That would be fun. Um, awesome. Uh, anything that's coming up, uh, as either from a review or just a, a site development perspective that you're excited about, or are you just kind of, kind of keeping steady with everything? Um, I, yeah, honestly, right now, I just kind of want to get better at what I'm currently doing. Um, been doing this full time for a few months. So it, it kind of feels like, um, got to a point where, it, um, it grew and grew and grew. And then I want, it feels like I'm at a, a startup again, where I want to figure out like, what's the best way to go move forward to create something really for the home gym community, something that they can be proud of to say, like, you know, you know how weightlifting has certain brands that they're proud of and yep. that. Yeah. So I want to ultimately create something that is a good resource, um, strong brand. Um, and I have plenty of ideas, so it's just going to be, um, over the next six to 12 months, trying everything at a very manual level and then hopefully, um, get to scale. But, um, yeah, like I said, just kind of a lot of things in the head and need to figure out what would ultimately work best. Sure. Is there anything that you would like to see some, uh, big company do better be rogue or rep fitness or anything for the home gym community? And it can be, it can be on the equipment side. It could also just be it could be anything um, that that you're like, wow, if they did this, they'd really get an incredible amount of attention, love from people who are in the home gym space. Good question. Um, I would say that like no one's really, no one's really doing that. Hmm. Um, I think reps doing a pretty good job um, for like the vast majority of people. Um, but a lot, a lot of the companies have gotten, I feel like a lot of the companies have, um, have done really well this past year with COVID mm -hmm. and are pretty comfortable. I'm not really seeing, I think what people want to see are new products yeah. and innovation. And uh, like, that's more important than people, than like, uh, you know, flag giveaways or, <laughs> you know, like. Um, yep. It's more about what they produce um, after listening to what people want. Um, so I think that's what's going to catch people's eyes more than anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gotcha. How, but yeah, how, like, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, but like like we were talking about with Titan earlier, there's plenty of more. There's plenty of room for people to get a little bit more personal with um, the home gym crowd than what's currently going on. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like there's so many wrong ways to go about marketing and people are going to realize at some point that the genuineness, the transparency, the connection with particularly home gym community, but just people in general is going to be key going forward. I listened to, I don't know if you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, I keep mentioning him like during the podcast sometimes, but um, I'm a huge fan of his philosophy in terms of the real connection that he has with people and his uh, how he encourages other people to do the same. And I just feel like there's a huge lack of that aside from a few, like you said, a few brands that really do try to interact with those, um, those loyal followers. Um, yeah, you're, you're right. Like the ones that, um, the ones that do that are probably still going to be here in 20 years. Yeah. Whereas the, the ones that are, yeah, you know, just kind of going through the motions, they probably won't. So, yeah. yeah, I think, I think you're right. That's more of a, if you're showing the, showing uh you know just doing things the right way um it's going to have a big impact in the long haul so yep even with apparel companies i mean uh guys like frank over at lift evil which we just interviewed um his connection to the powerlifting community and how active he's just been uh both from an interaction standpoint as well as just a support standpoint uh speaks volumes and he's not a huge manufacturer of anything in the apparel space he's he's still a small shop but 
man, the attention he gets uh, within that space is, is enormous. So I love, I love when guys get really involved and actually know what they're talking about and have a genuine connection. It's yeah. not like, oh, I'm just doing the marketing thing for marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, back to your comment about innovation, though. Uh, this was something that early in COVID, I was asking people about. Kabuki does this from time to time. Obviously, it takes them a while to develop. And, and, and Chris Duffin's an engineer, so you know he's, he's on the cutting edge of most of this stuff. But um, is there, is it trending like certain years you'll see more innovations? Like has, has fitness equipment just in general the past, I don't know, five to 10 years been stale on the innovation front? Um, has it slowed down? Like what's, where, where are we going in terms of that? Yeah, I think, I, I do think the next wave of innovation will be with tech. Um, okay. As, if people believe it or not, um, I think um, the whoever's whoever is able to integrate it, the first one to really capture the strength training market is going to win big, or whoever can win that is going to really win big. Like you see with um, Peloton, for example, like they were able to capture um, a huge audience, um, but there's still plenty of people within the strength training world, um, including most like garage gym experiment followers that want little or nothing to do with something like Peloton. But once they're able to do that and make their, create something for this strength training world um, to make their workouts more efficient um, and just uh, better with, with using innovation, like using algorithms to make their results better and combining all of that. Somebody's like, that's, I would say within the next five years, that's probably coming. Um, I've checked out the juggernaut AI app. Yeah. That is pretty smooth. Um, it doesn't like, you still need to like, you, there's still like, you still need to log you log everything on your phone. You still need to manually update things, but I think someone's there will be somebody that'll somehow <laughs> create something that will just like capture what you're doing and log it for you as you're working out. Yep. Um, so I would say, I would say that's probably the next wave of innovation. Um, and you're, I think you're right. Like over the past five, 10 years, barbells have gotten a little bit better racks have gotten better um like cardio equipment's gotten a little bit better with like the rogue echo bike coming out but like there hasn't been anything that has made workouts and strength training workouts like tons better since for 10 years ago i would say part of part of like the you know but at the same time part of the innovation that may have slowed you also saw prices go down. So like, yes. so like today, like while prices have gone up a little bit in the last six months or so, it's still a lot cheaper than it's still, you're still getting a lot of, a lot higher quality equipment at lower prices. So mm-hmm. that's also something to keep in mind. Sure. Um, the, uh, oh, have you done any reviews of apps or systems that you can attach that track bar path, velocity, that kind of thing? That's been one of the biggest things I've seen recently, particularly for power lifters has been really, seemed really helpful. No, that's one of those more niche things that like, I can, I can see only a, like a, a select group doing, yeah. um, but no, I haven't done anything like that. Okay. I was just curious. I've seen the people that have them seem to really enjoy them, but I didn't know if there was any longevity to that. That's, I, you know, Coop keeps mentioning, um, full, like, uh, essentially, a connected, uh, uh, world of, uh, what do they call it? Um, internet of things in regards to L strength equipment. So racks and bars and that kind of thing. So I'm curious if we're going to be going the way of like Amazon Alexa, where everything is going to be chipped and tracked and that kind of that kind of stuff, or if they're going to have add-ons to pieces where um, you know you have to attach it to the rack and then it'll it'll function, or if it'll be integrated natively with the with with the the strength pieces. Uh, I I imagine it'll it'll start off pretty rough and then eventually turn into something pretty pretty smooth. So, yeah. 
I don't know, but there's a lot of smart people probably trying to figure this out right now. So <laughs> should be fun development, especially for, especially if they can make it, uh, I'm hope what I'm hoping is that it's not so darn expensive that it's only, it only makes sense for commercial spaces or personal training facilities with like D one athletes. I'm really hoping that they can. They yeah. Can it, it might be like that at first though, you know, yeah. kind of. Yeah. But yeah, if you already have like a strength coach watching you, it's not, it's not really as quite ne as necessary as when you're just on your own and you're going through your programmed workout, mm -hmm. but. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. Um, where, so Jake, where can uh, people find you for uh, Garage Gym Experiment and uh, uh, where can they find you both the, with a website as well as any social pages? Yeah, I think you can start off on Instagram, just at Garage Gym Experiment. Um, the website is garagegymexperiment.com. Um, you can subscribe to the blog where we post all of the survey results, reviews. Um, we have a newsletter as well where there's more um, highlights of what happened over the previous week and notable sales and discounts, et cetera. So, Subscribe to the blog and Instagram, I would say, would be the primary spots. Awesome. Uh, I've got time for your newsletter. I, I didn't realize you. So you're pushing out the survey results and all that stuff on uh, via email to everybody once you've done them. Correct. Via okay. the blog. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Um, very good. Well, thank you, Jake. I really appreciate you coming on, especially with uh, having a newborn the past month. Uh, congratulations once again on that. That's huge. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, man. Um, I will, uh, I'll be sure just from a logistics standpoint, uh, um, there's a few people ahead of you in the podcast episodes, but, um, I'll tag you the week leading up to it, send you the links to everything and make sure that you're aware, uh, when we're premiering it, we premiered on Saturdays at noon. So I'll, uh, I'll keep you updated on everything. So thank you again. I really appreciate your time, man. Yeah. Thanks. Alrighty, bud. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Please give FreedomCast a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. It would mean a lot, a lot, a lot to our business. Plus, it's fun to read y'all's reviews. See you next time. <laughs>